Colour cultural laser We travel the world for the boys and the girls Casting parts of wonder and amazement Multicolour cultural laser I always like talking to, to all the artists and friends we have here in Edinburgh. Right now, we're sitting uh, around a table at Forest Center Plus, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is an artist collective based in Edinburgh. It's a volunteer-run, collectively-owned free arts and event space masquerading as a vegetarian cafe. And the forest also has uh, this great building uh, in the middle of Edinburgh where loads of artists are working and, and hot desking. There's a practice room. There's a recording studio. There's screen printing rooms. Yeah, so we've got so we've got two great artists that, that I really wanted to speak to today. Um, we've got Emily Millichip. Hello. Uh, who's a fashion designer here in Edinburgh. Uh, and we've got Billy Lyre, uh, who for fans of the podcast will recognize. Say hi, Billy. Hi, Billy. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, Billy Lyre, of course, is, uh, is a musician uh, around Edinburgh and tours all over the world. And we wanted to talk to people who, who I liked a little bit about projects they had, because I, I, in my own life, have a bunch of stuff that I just don't have the time to do. Ideas I've had that like I think are going to be great, but when I try to sit down and do them, like writing a sonnet about every bed I've ever slept in, are just too ambitious, and I'm not actually loyal enough to the idea to actually uh, finish them. And I think a lot of artists have these kind of things, right? Do you guys both have projects you've kind of dreamed of or started and haven't quite finished, right? Yeah, I've got a few projects that I have finished and mostly they're unfinished. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, but I guess that's where kind of making stuff isn't always a linear process. It's not always like, I want to do this, I will then start doing it. Oftentimes it's it's in the failure to make something that, something good happens. I don't know if people agree with me or not, but that's sort of the idea this discussion is kind of centered around. So basically, I just wanted to talk to you two and just find out if you had any unfinished projects, projects you might have started and had kind of collapsed or projects you re- realized were just too ambitious or somewhere in between uh, that you could tell tell our audience members. I, I was kind of fascinated by this idea. Uh, well, I've got loads of projects like that. I mean, most songs that I try and write aren't really finished because you start writing something and then like you say, you have to be kind of loyal to the idea. You have to kind of subscribe to it completely. And then if you stop, like you just, you know, life's full of distractions. But also, you know, I'm really lazy. So <laughs> therefore, I'll just start doing something else instead. Or you'll lose a notebook. You ever do that? You lose a notebook mm-hmm. or lose a, oh, forget where you wrote that scrap. Oh, I often forget. But then I'll find things years later and think, oh, that was, a, you know, that, that was an interesting couple of words. And I'll try and expand on it. But it's usually rubbish. So it's yeah. usually not worth Pursuing. Well, um, I'm really good friends with a guy called Fraser, who's in a band called The Murderburgers, and we often come up with projects together. But um, we kind of created this a country singer called Old Fat Mess, who would be like a like a persona, um, and we were we were gonna hire an actor to play Old Fat Mess. We wrote an entire album as Old Fat Mess, and we were gonna hire an actor to perform live as him, and we wouldn't even be there. At the Who time. would be the dream actor for Old Fat Mess, just so oh, people could picture that in their Ricky head? Ricky Tomlinson or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Play a country singer, <laughs> and then um, yeah, we we created a record label for him, for him called Whirly B Records, and I created a manager. Uh, called John Fit McFitness, and I, I, you know, we had this whole idea of this guy going on tour, and we also formed a rap group called Incredible Rap Men and a pirate band called Pirate Guns. But we've not done any of these projects, and the reason we didn't do Old Fat Mess was because I, I set up a Facebook profile purely for Old Fat Mess's manager, John Fit McFitness, so that we could set up Poorly B Records, so we could make it look like he was a real thing, like he was a real. Um, you know, he had a real life, but um, because I've I had no Facebook friends as John Fit McFitness, when I when I added all his um, suggested friends, 
I started getting loads of ads that night. It was just one night, and I started getting all these friend requests, comments on my wall, private messages, and I looked at them, and they were all really, really young. And I thought, that's really strange. What were and the comments? They were just like, hiya, hiya, how are you? <laughs> hey, sexy, stuff like this. And I was like, but it's just one big picture of a big fat man called Old Fat Mess. Well, John Fit McFinnis. But like, what, why has that, you know, why has that happened? And then me and Fraser started to realize that it was probably undercover police and that basically they thought that John Fit McFinnis was a pedophile. So we shut the whole thing down and we've never really talked about it since. Immediately, before <laughs> yeah. his career even starts. We never met John Fit McFinnis, so maybe he is a pedophile. So, you know, we thought it was better just to leave it be. I think There's a lot of that in the media just now and it's not very good. What, the, the, the entrapment? <laughs> you don't want to be associated the... with a fake pedophile. No, or a real one. Well, it's a shame the world's missed out on that uh, project. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever try to do it again? I mean, the, <laughs> idea of a con- the idea of a character concept album is, like, I think that's a pretty solid idea. Yeah, I mean, Pirate Guns has got more, like, that's potentially got more of a future. We've been talking about doing that more recently. We've actually put a band together that we've been rehearsing, but um, I don't think that's going to be the pirate band. But the pirate band does, it will happen at some point. <laughs> I love it. You could have an entirely shadow career. Yeah, well, several, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like Old Fat Mass. He's a good character. He, sound, he, sound, he sounds It's a good great. record. Like, I wish the police would just leave him alone. They should leave him alone. Maybe when the political climate is different, you can go back to him. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, how about, how about yourself? Any any projects that you've got kicking around that you'd started off? or I've got so many. Pretty much all of my projects are unfinished. So the stuff that I finish and I put on Facebook is about 2% of the stuff that I've actually got going. And the stuff that I'm especially not likely to finish is the stuff that I've spent a lot of money on or that I've spent a lot of someone else's <laughs> money on. <laughs> it's, like, it's like pressure. It's like... It's like I don't like being told what to do. And by spending money, it's like success. You've got to succeed. You've got to do this. And I'm like, no. What's the most no. amount of money you've taken without giving something um, back? Can you talk about it? I don't know. Should I be talking about this? Uh, not a huge amount. I mean, like, somebody lent me £600 once to buy some fabric. And I was like, I'm going to make this. It's going to be, I'm really good at selling concepts. So I can get money from people. And then I'm like, when I get the money, I'm like, buy all the fabric, spend all the money. And then I'm like, oh, God, I can't be arsed. So what, <laughs> or, was or like, what was the concept? This one was for a series of these, um, like I'm, I've made these Hawaiian coats in the past. And I had this complete, this idea that I wanted to do a sort of Hawaiian coat rainbow. And I was going to make them in all these different colors. And it was going to have all these models with amazing hair. And I was going to sell each coat for X amount of money. And it was going to make me rich. And then I bought all of the fabric. And this fabric is heavy. It comes from, it actually comes from Hawaii. And it's very heavy. So the shipping is very expensive. And then the customs on top of that doubles the price of the fabric. So by the time it all arrived, I was like, this is too much pressure. I made one coat. And I've got one half made in the studio. And the rest of the fabric is probably sun bleached in the corner of the room that's kind of cool that'll, that'll be useful intentional in sun bleaching yeah yeah i'll go back to my own clothes which will be then like vintage retro style just from sitting in the corner of your room yeah and like that sun bleaching is totally intentional it's a design feature and now it's more desirable and more expensive and any other any other stuff that you think is there anything you'd really like to have done that you think oh that's the that's the one i wish i could have figured out how to make that happen yeah i mean i've constantly got this collection in my mind that I would love to make but it would cost a lot of money to make like not 600 pounds a lot like a lot lot um and that is something that's always 
existing in the back of my mind when I'm failing on all these other projects because I'm convinced that this is the project that will succeed um, and it requires learning a lot of sewing skills that I don't usually work with like embroidery and kind of more uh, surface techniques more textile techniques than just sewing and that's the one that I'm convinced I'm going to make happen and this what is, year what is it what's it called in your head see by talking about it I sort of give the energy in a magical way oh, okay that's like the old uh yeah I find Kurt that when I talk thing, about right? something it doesn't it, then it definitely doesn't happen so maybe I'll say a little bit so it's got something to do with Carmen Miranda and it's got something to do with is that, I don't know if this is how you pronounce his name Nudicon he used to make all the country and western singer suits in the 40s and 50s oh, yeah, yeah. you yeah you'll have seen his stuff old fat mess old fat mess old fat mess. Mess. mess is my inspiration <laughs> my new inspiration yeah, since sitting at this table so yeah. my, my collection is called old fat mess <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be great that, that's the dream <laughs> old fat mess brought to you to make you feel beautiful and empowered wow sounds beautiful good colours Shiny things, life, color. And what do you have to do to pull that off? You just have to learn how to, to sew me, and how to do. No, I can embroidery. sew already. I need someone to give me about twenty thousand pounds, which I don't think is unreasonable. Clearly, people will give you money for anything. I've got a good track record. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> uh, and, and do you have any other projects coming up? Anything that people should look out for, and uh, maybe a website or something that if they want, people want to see your work or support you in any way. Sure. I know you have an Instagram. Yes. Uh, all the links to all my social media is uh, they're from emilymillertrip.com and I'm going to do more classes this year but I'm planning on doing a residency class on Egg, the island which is basically the most amazing place in Scotland so it's probably going to be a kimono making class the details are still being finalised but I basically want to take a bunch of people on the ferry go and spend a week on Egg and make some cool stuff and have some beach barbecues that sounds wonderful. I, I think everybody should go. I would love. I would love to join you, uh, Billy. You got anything coming up uh, in the near future? Um, I'm touring the UK in April, and then mainland Europe in May. And I've got two split EPs coming out at that time as well, but I can't talk about them yet. And the tour dates are yet to be announced. Okay, great. And if people want to find out about the tours or hear any of your music, they can go to your website, which is BillyLarraMusic.com. Fantastic, guys. Emily Millerchip, uh, Billy Lyre, thank you both for for joining us on this uh, new adventure. Really, really fascinating to talk to you about about your unfinished projects, and uh, hopefully, we'll have you back again soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Let's listen to one of your tracks, Billy. Let's um, let's listen to "Change" from the uh, "All I've Got" EP. Put away my party shoes. And I cut off my mohawk I need to back up my arguments And not just be all talk I'm so bored of watching bands All just fade into the same song The same band No one's saying anything Nothing's getting done I want to see your blood spell On the stage I want to hear your heartbeat Through the PA I want to hear true adolescent rage I want to be inspired I want to see something change I'm tired of drinking until the band get better I want to hear bands that make me dance Even when I'm sober Reunion tours, rocking the cash box Did you get back together when hell was frozen over? I want to see your blood spill on the stage I want to hear your heartbeat through the PA I want to hear true adolescent rage 
something changed? It's not too much to ask, probably. I want to hear your heartbeat through the PA I want to hear through adolescent rage I want to be inspired I want to see something I want to see your blood spell on the stage I want to hear your heartbeat through the PA I want to hear through adolescent rage I want to be inspired I want to see something change Change from Billy Liar, everybody. You can you can find that on his All I've Got EP, and you can hear more of his music and see more of his videos and find out about upcoming tour dates on his website, BillyLiarMusic.com. Lastly, on the podcast, uh, we're today we're, we're 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 trying something new. We had a little conversation there with with Billy and Emily, um, which was really fun, and, and it put us in the mind of of one of the, the the pieces that we did last year at the I Write Festival with Ben Marcus and Mark Z. Danieluski, uh, two of America's uh, finest and most experimental and interesting novelists. I went in to interview them, uh, thinking it was just going to be a straightforward point counterpoint kind of conversation, and it spiraled off to a very, very strange and explosive place uh, while we were in the stacks of the Mitchell Library in Glasgow. They were visiting the iWrite Festival in Glasgow. That's going to take place in April of 2015. So if you get a chance, make sure you're in Glasgow. They always have fantastic authors there. Yeah, we were really, really lucky and surprised to get this piece of content. And we very, very much wanted to share it with you guys uh, one more time. Here they are, Ben Marcus and Mark Z. Danieluski. We're here with Ben Marcus and myself, Mark Danielewski, and we're in the stacks and we have just come upon by chance. We were in the in, we were in the darkness of the stacks and Ben just threw up a light and we have discovered that we are in that section devoted entirely to flames. I actually came in the library earlier and uh, gutted the shelf and uh, restocked it with a series of fake books, including one called Flames, Their Structure, Radiation and Temperature. That is actually a novel in verse. Interestingly, if we have flames, their structure, radiation, and temperature, their structure, oh, we have a few, but we don't have X flames. I'm looking for those, the, and also the musical flames. Introduction to Fire Dynamics. Fire Dynamics is the name of a band, an R&B band, and that's an introduction to their early work. Oh, where, where are they from? Like, what's that, Syracuse? Dayton, Dayton Ohio. What's this Oh, book? look at this. No, no, no. I was wrong. Here we go. Flame and combustion phenomena. That was the X relationship, the, the how to... Uh, to disentangle in a disharmonious way. Mark, this is the memoir about you, self-ignition, flame, and detonation in, and then it's, <laughs> what is, is that so word? True. What, yeah, what, that what is period is he? Gases. <laughs> that, that gases is the name of the town where no, you grew up, right? fantastic. Yes, it was translated from Russian, published by the Israel Program for Scientific Translation. This is, this is beautiful. This actually wrote my fate out in, self-ignition was written in 1963. This is actually a prophetic text. I'm so very close to it. Should have practiced self-ignition. It's a shame that that went out oh, wait, of style. Wait, 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 oh, look, are we screwing that up? There's a thin one. 
And you know these ones, they hide between books, and now we can see what, the, what this is. A Digest right of Elementary Chemical Thermodynamics mm. by Shire it's B. It's a children's book. <laughs> it's a children's book? I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah, Beautiful illustration. The pictures are so amazing. There's a picture of two little boys at a river, and they're exchanging. Is that a hat, or is that a, a dog? No. Oh, that looks like a pan. Is it a pan? I think it's it's something was oh. cooking. Oh, the oil is burning the poor child's arm. Oh, that's oh, that's terrible. Page. That's terrible. Missing page. What happened there? Oh, this is back when they used to really name their characters in fun uh, sort of whimsical ways. Example thirty-five, I think, is a wonderful name for a child. <laughs> That got so popular, though. Yeah, Example so. 35. Yeah, it's, it's like Jack is now. Here's another one, Problems. It's a wonderful, wonderful name. I wonder and where all the board books are. Okay. Let's, let's yeah. have, you ever, have you ever um, read about uh, spontaneous combustion? Ever thought about that? You ever worry about it? After you've gone through it three or four times, it's actually not so bad. They don't, you don't realize that you do reconstitute. It's just they never, they never show that in, in the films. I'm on a medication whose sole purpose is to keep me from worrying too much about uh, oh, yeah. self-ignition. Yeah. It's an SSRI. The side effects are pretty bad. I think I think my girlfriend is the only one who's against self-ignition, but um, otherwise she's she's pro everything I do. Yeah, we have, you know. And in fact, it's We're this little book. About. Look at this. We, this yeah, actually keeps disorder. us intact. The yeah. laws of disorder. We this um, has saved a lot of relationships. Yeah, this book. It's good, and so we're so we're like, solid. Like if you ever think that you know you're going to get divorced, separate, anything, this is this is probably definitely the book to re to read. On the other hand, people also use it to accelerate a breakup. That's true. I mean, I think that the thing what I what I learned is that not self igniting is sharing, and 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 yeah. so things are things are good. We have a very thermodynamic. Um, a lot of personal growth. Oh, look at that! Did you see? Gone through. Did you see the graphics on this book? This is amazing. That look is at that. Entropy. Look at that. We have a little. We have a little little, little chiclet shell. No, question mark, and then a. Chiclet coming out of the ch shell? It, Not chiclet, a gum. This, this particular book, because it was amazing, 20 years ago they didn't understand which was entropy, whether it was just having an egg or an egg giving birth to a chicken. So they, they, they were confused still about entropy. Entropy is a fairly... The chicken came along and actually pecked open the empty egg. And this was very disturbing to them. And then stood there saying... Look, See? look at me. You're confused. And that's what the question. Oh, this is brilliant. Well, the caption to this image is what do you think was in there? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you a little you you assumed a time frame that I didn't allow you to assume. Look at it's This is phenomenal. I'm sick of you and your assumptions. Oh, and look, this one is reading both our minds. We have a man in silhouette who's eating banana and he's thinking exactly our thoughts right now. H2O, CH4, CO2 and uh, nitrogen hydrogen three this is an early draft of war and peace mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. the whole text you no know, i think i sense sort of a, a book that may have been influential on david sedaris yeah do you see that happening this would be the one we that's a question to ask David. let's get that title right for him so that at some point the laws the laws of disorder introduction to chemical change and thermodynamics bbc and that looks like is that george bush um, have you ever been in the uh, Houston airport? I'm sure you have. Have you seen the, the sculpture? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a bronze sculpture, and it's it's actually you know one and a half times life size. And he's got his coat over his shoulder, but his coat 
instead of draping over his shoulder, goes straight back as if they've captured it, as if he's just it's thrown it on there. Wow. And you just imagine the discussion they had about this and how well, how pleased they were that the, the coat wasn't going was to movement, fall. That there yeah, was movement. this was movement. But then I think in, in a thousand years, that coat's going to break off cool. and it'll just be this wedge of textile going up and, and people are going to guess what that was. That is such a, that is such a curious choice. Like yeah, we should actually find out why, because what it says is the coat is going to fall. I mean, that's what you, you've taken it to its conclusion. We know when we look at that statue that the coat has to fall. Well, I was in, in Rome with my kids recently, and you know, you look at the sculptures, and, and the, the genitalia has fallen off, the arms are falling off, and my son was like, Dad, you know, why, is, why does his penis fall off? And, you know, other than the obvious reason, I said, well, because it's, it's sticking out, and there's, there's nothing holding it up. And so, it's like the limb, like a, an arm out here, over yeah. time, it's going to fall gonna off. Fall. <laughs> so, when it, th that's a sad... I didn't tell him the obvious <laughs> reason. <laughs> He's not ready. Wait, what He's is the ready? obvious no. reason? Oh, I, it's, it's, it's unspeakable. But, but that's a sad statement. Even, even I, if I said it, I would, I'd upset myself. <laughs> I have to live with myself. He's already, he's already upset for having thought yeah. that which yeah. is obvious. That's but I think the sad, the sad point for us is that anything that's out there, even the slightest out there, Falls Anything off. <laughs> exactly. True, true. Get it yourself takes you attached back to, to Donald Judge Cubes. He's <laughs> exactly. like, finally, nothing could fall off of this. That's right. It's about the only good thing about those so cubes. Basi <laughs> so basically, I discovered who our readers are. Our readers are those people who are always curious, like, where is that penis? What does it look like? Where is that arm? Someone what does it look like? We are the pieces all that the fall off. Appendages yeah. of, of the old sculptures. Oh, that's that, what we've that's done. What we've <laughs> okay, done. <laughs> that's our jacket copy. <laughs> Ben Marcus and Mark Z. Danieluski, everybody. Thanks very much to them, and thanks to the uh, iWrite Festival in Glasgow there. Um, that's it for today's episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed looking back with us uh, uh, into the archives with the Ben Marcus and Mark Z. Danieluski piece, and hope you like the new experimental bit of content we tried out. If you have any thoughts about it, uh, do tweet us or send us an email. You can tweet us at Culture Laser. Um, tell us about your unfinished projects, anything you've been dreaming of that you haven't had a chance to get off the ground. Uh, be really interesting to hear what you've been trying to do. Uh, there's loads and loads and loads of unfinished projects out there, I'm sure. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears again with another episode of CL2 next week. Until then, goodbye for now. This episode of Culture Laser has been supported with the generous assistance of Creative Scotland. <laughs>